What's up, everybody? You're listening to Cheers to Beers, the podcast that lasts as long as the pint. I'm your host, Jess, and welcome to a new episode. Uh, this week, I am joined by a fellow podcaster named Evan. And a uh, quick little story about how we met. I was working. Uh, he comes up to, through the line, checking out our beer, and is like, hey, I've podcasted about your beer before. And I was like, you have a beer podcast? I have a beer podcast. We should be guests on each other's shows, right? So a little bit of a beer networking tip for you guys. <laughs> Just meet someone randomly at a brewery. Um, but it's pretty cool. So we randomly met while I was at work and uh, we decided to meet up and do kind of like a local Ballard beer podcast episode. So we ended up going to Stoop, uh, classic East Ballard family owned brewery, super good beer, really cute place, great place to hang out. So that's where we ended up going. And uh, this week we are drinking the Citra IPA from Stoop. Just kind of seemed like the right thing to do, uh, you know, podcasting with someone who's from the Pacific Northwest, has lived in Seattle for several years. Citra, I feel like, kind of defines uh, the IPA culture. It's a very popular hop here, grown around here. Um, so it just kind of made sense. Like, you know, this is going to be kind of like a locally based episode. Let's do something that kind of defines where, where we're at, where we're from. So um, you should definitely go grab Go get a growler fill over at Stoop of the Citra IPA and uh, drink along with us. If not, you know, just grab whatever IPA you have in your fridge because I know you do. If you're, if you're listening to this podcast, you have an IPA in your fridge. So, yeah, this is a really fun one. Um, before we get started, I have a little corrections corner. Um, I mentioned Lost Coast Brewing and I say they're from Ukiah. They're actually in Eureka. So, sorry, fam. I was off by a solid 150 miles. <laughs> but, uh that the whole northern half of California is large and sometimes you just forget about how big of a difference there are between these cities that sound alike. And as always, you can check out the blog at cheerstobeersnw.com and follow me on Instagram. That's where I post the most. So see what I'm drinking, where I'm at throughout the week at Jess Jess Beer. Um, so yeah, let's get to it. Uh, in this episode, we're talking about Pacific Northwest IPAs, zombie war hammers, and we complain a lot about Seattle traffic. So if you know what I mean, if you feel my pain, go ahead, grab that IPA and join us. Let's talk about beer. Cheers. And then with you to like go drink and like hang out with your friends. But when they're so badly behaved that it sounds like a kennel inside the brewery yeah. because the dogs are barking, it's just like, it drives me insane. No, I know exactly what you mean. People are terrible with their dogs sometimes. I'm, and just like, I'm just shocked about how many people just straight up don't train their dogs. I'm like, well, why? Or why train them badly. <laughs> feeding them no, dogs. They while are training them. They're just not training them right. <laughs> <laughs> like, right. Just like teaching them. Did you hear? Probably because the dog inside the brewery is barking. So they're barking. No, but that guy is training his dogs right. <laughs> He's telling me to be like, shh. Just ignore that other dog. It or like, matter. yeah, like removing them from the situation where like it is too much. Ugh. Anyways, that's like that's something that's it's kind of interesting about working at a brewery. Like, part of me really likes letting dogs and kids in because I would like to think that if like I had a kid one day, I'd like to bring my kid with me to go have a beer. That's nice. 
On the other hand, when parents start getting drunk and they stop paying attention to their kids, they're right. running amok. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm not here to babysit your children. Please just like be responsible while you're drinking with your kids, which is nice when you go to a brewery that's 21 and up or somewhere like Stoop that has a 21 and plus area. area. Yeah. Like that's, that's really nice. I concur. Right. Okay. So uh, we are at Stoop Brewing right now. And we are drinking the Citra IPA. Yay. It oh, we're recording right now. We are recording. I, I like to start recording before people know. That way it feels more natural. Oh, well, <laughs> So sneaky, sneaky on it. <laughs> um, so we should cheers, and I'm going to record us cheersing. Nice. Cheers. <laughs> yeah, I like IPAs. Forever <laughs> I mean, and always. it's a good consensus. Um, like I said when, before we were recording... I thought going with the Citra IPA was a good idea because uh, it is a single hop varietal. So you get to really explore what that hop tastes like. And Citra is just a good representation of the hops that are grown here in the Pacific Northwest. So it's kind of like an overall good like community Seattle IPA. Like you said, IPAs are great. Yeah. <laughs> so we should be drinking them. <laughs> I mean, really, like for me, and maybe this is something you can you can contribute to a little bit. Um, it took me, uh, like, I like to think that most people who start drinking beer don't get into IPAs immediately. It took me. That's definitely true. I mean, like it took <laughs> me a long time to get into IPAs, right? I, I started off drinking like wits and blondes and then I kind of moved into reds and then into dark beers and then into IPAs. I cannot tell you how many people's IDs that I checked <laughs> that are born in 1995 and are ordering IPAs. I'm like, really? I'm like, how the fuck do you already have a palate <laughs> for an IPA? So, like, what was your go-to beer when you first started drinking beer? So, uh, I'm from California, Northern California, and uh, there's a brewery in Ukiah called Lost Coast, and it was the Lost Coast uh, Great White Wit. That so, okay. was my first beer. I like to call it a gateway beer. Gateway beer. <laughs> uh, that got me into it. That really made me think. Because previous to that, I was just drinking, you know, shitty light beer. Right, like beer pong. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like Natty Light, you know. Oh, am I allowed to swear on this podcast? Oh, absolutely. Oh, okay. Please do. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so, uh, yeah, a wit was the first time I had a beer that I was like, oh, fuck, this can actually be oh, really there good. there are different kinds of beer. Right. <laughs> uh, well, that's a nat- I feel like that's a natural progression from like shitty beer to like, yes. a, like a wit. Like that's. No, it that, makes that sense. That makes sense. It's just a more palatable light beer. Uh, my first beer that I really like liked was Mac and Jack's. Nice. But. You know, that's like a that's a pretty heavy beer. It is, but it's drinkable. It's drinkable for sure. And now, actually, I don't even like it anymore. But like that was my go-to beer. Like, (laughs) and I feel like it has a lot of body and like like sugary. It's kind of a sugary. It is. It's super malty. Yeah. Um, And then at some point, like I kind of started moving in towards IPAs more through the like the lager spectrum. Right. But not like a Budweiser lager. No, no, absolutely. <laughs> like I was I try, I started trying like some microbrew lagers and I was like, oh. Yeah. <laughs> a whole new world. Well, <laughs> no, seriously. And like what we were talking about um, before we got on the mics, um, I was just saying that I drink a lot of lagers now just because working in the beer industry, I drink beer constantly. Right. So I need to drink lighter beers. But lagers took me a while to get into just because it, I didn't like that Pilsner malt flavor. Yeah. That took me a while to like. But once I did like it, I was like, oh, this is like I could drink a Velton's Pilsner like every day always. Like it just 
I love it. I love that creamy, smooth, light beer for sure. But again, like IPAs are my first love. And I feel like if I was being sentenced to death for like murdering <laughs> someone and I had like my last meal, I would for sure have an IPA. Like, oh yeah. That, that sure. would be the choice. That would be my, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so we're talking about Seattle. You said you're from Seattle. Yeah. Yeah. Were you like born and raised? Yeah. A little bit North of Seattle. I was born in Linwood. Um, okay. Yeah. But yeah. That's where I grew up. Northwest born and raised. But now you're like in the city. Yeah. Um, I didn't like the city for a long time. Yeah. But, uh, def- you know, like it kind of sucks you in a little bit. It does. Um, and I always hated going to Seattle. But then when I lived in Seattle, I was like, oh, Seattle's great if you don't have to drive there. <laughs> no, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> like, no, I'm only 10 minutes away from all the fun stuff instead of like 45 minutes away from all the fun right. stuff. Like that makes a huge difference. For sure. Absolutely. And to, I wonder if, you know, I... Me, I'm from Northern California, Sonoma County. So like Russian River, Lagunitas is where I'm from growing up. So I was kind of around a great beer scene, even though I didn't drink beer until really like end of college after college. But I mean, like Seattle, like I just love to brag about how good the scene is in Pacific Northwest. So it's like Seattle has such a good scene. Were you, have you been drinking beer for a while? Is it something that you came into later or were you just like involved with how good the scene has been since the nineties? Uh, I mean, <laughs> I was still in like high school in the nineties. Sure. So. <laughs> I mean, but, but still. Uh, yeah, no, I kind of jumped on the, on the beer scene for sure. Cause there is so much good beer and maybe I didn't realize it until I was like 23 sure. or 24. But then I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's my jam right there. Well, also <laughs> like, I wonder how it is growing up when you're in a good scene and you don't know that you're in a good scene versus like growing up somewhere shitty where you don't have any beer. Like, I don't know, like Northern Florida, just off the top of my head. Like, yeah, no, you know, maybe I did grow up in kind of a bubble. Like my dad always had beer. He had like a kegerator in the house and he would go down to uh, a brewery in Everett, um, Scuttlebutt. Mm -hmm. And he would, he would just go get a keg of like Scuttlebutt. And you know, he didn't really care if I had like a beer, even though I was under, 21 right so like i just grew up on like i I didn't even know i grew up on like exactly beer i know that's funny i've had a previous guest who's from portland grew up in portland and it was the same situation like he was around to shoots or whatever growing up and it was just like he was just constantly around like well-made beer so that really can kind of shape (laughs) without even knowing it can shape you having good taste (laughs) from the beginning (laughs) although i have to actually my taste in beer has gotten broader have you ever heard of hashing Mm-hmm. No. Oh, so it's a it's a running club with a drinking problem or a drinking <laughs> club with a running problem. Anyway, I was super super picky about beer before, sure. but on the, all those runs, they always had like uh, PBR, like Rainier, sure. whatever, and like I was like, mm, canned beer. Like I didn't even like canned beer for a yeah, long time. Yeah. But then you know, like and then I was like, oh, okay, I guess it's fine if I'm out like running and stuff because it's only like. 3.2 or whatever <laughs> exactly. percent. Like, you don't want to be drinking IPAs when you're out running. That's just not a no, good idea. No. Maybe <laughs> after a run when, like, you're all depleted, right? yeah. but... that And that happens, too. Um, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's a lot of fun. For sure, yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so we... I, I guess I did say this earlier. We are at Stoop Brewing. Yeah. You, and you said you live in the neighborhood, so you're, like, in Pretty Ballard. Close, yeah. And so it was pretty... I mean... We can say that we were trying to go to another brewery, which was closed, a new one that yeah, opened up really in Ballard. Yeah, I about that. Um, but the fact that we can just be like, oh, well, there's 
four other great breweries around here that we could just like, go to. Like, literally within a block. Yeah. So yeah, we ended up coming to Stoop, which is great. A part of like the Ballard family. Love this place. And like happy to be here and recording out here. I like that they have like five IPAs and yeah. I like this like super industrial um, yeah. kind of like everything's really fun colors. I don't yeah. know, but that totally like, I don't know. It works for me. It, do, it like totally gets me. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> it's, it's inviting. It works. It's the whole like Seattle, uh, like shipping container aesthetic. I actually want to live in a shipping container. <laughs> do you? Cause there's no windows. No, I'm going to put some windows oh, in okay. there. Okay. Good. I, I did construction for about uh, three years, so like I know how to build stuff. Okay, but how does the insulation work in that situation? Are you going to be cold as fuck during the winter? No. I'm or actually going to bury the container <laughs> under about two feet of dirt. <laughs> okay, cool. So you'll be ready for the apocalypse that's a bound to happen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> actually, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> Great transition. Uh, I actually have a, a zombie hammer that I made. What mm. does that mean? Um... So my cousin is a blacksmith, like a legit, awesome. like a legit blacksmith. Wow. Um, does it for a job. And we make fun stuff all the time because, you know, if your cousin's a blacksmith, why wouldn't you do that? Um, Absolutely. So my zombie hammer is actually a war hammer. Nice. It's, a, it's, it's not like a, <clears throat> when I say war hammer, most people think of like a Thor's hammer. It's not like that. It's about 20 ounces. It's not very big. It's about the size of a regular hammer. Okay. But it has a six-inch steel spike on one side. And then it has a, uh, like a regular hammer head on the other side, but it's got a a divot in it. Like Uh you put a golf ball in there. Okay. Type of, but not that big. Like you just set it in there. Um, But it has a long handle is the trick. It's about a foot and a half long. You got to get that reach. It's all about the the swing. You got to get the speed on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we uh, we designed it and made it. it. Took about twelve hours to hammer that thing out and made the handle, made the whole thing, and it's f- literally for killing zombies, and it is terrifying. That's incredible. As someone who like will indulge in a RPG game here and there, uh, I have to say, having a real life warhammer is pretty legit. After I made that, I was like, this is kind of fun. So I made a zombie spear. Um, okay, spear. What kind of length are we talking? We're talking it's a about six reach. Foot long spear. Oh wow. Um, and I, I didn't make, it's not blacksmithed. It's, okay. uh, um, at my work, we have a machine shop, like a metal shop. Yeah, yeah. So I took a six foot length of aluminum and I chopped it into three sections and then I, so you can screw them together. Right. So the whole thing fits into a case that I made. Oh, I do leather work. <laughs> oh, that's nice. So I made a leather case How for Seattle it. How Seattle of you. Yeah, very right. <laughs> <laughs> not to mention my like big beard and everything. <laughs> How many IPAs do you like? <laughs> Uh, so I made a zombie spear, like legit, wow. like spear for killing zombies. So that's pretty fun too. That's interesting. I've had uh, definite conversations about like what the plan is for the zombie attack. Um, mm-hmm. I got it all planned out. My in-laws live on Woodby Island. Oh. So <clears throat> the plan is escape to Woodby Island and yeah. then like in the barn, like hunt out, like scope out on an island. Hopefully would be isolated. Goodbye, Deception Pass. <laughs> and ready to go. Now now I need you on my team. You got no, these weapons already made. I'd be a really good person to have on your team. <laughs> um, I'm also a backpacker, so I feel like mm, I'm like nice. I'm already like ten steps ahead of, of the normal person. You are. Because I I literally like I'm going camping this weekend and there's supposed to be a rainstorm because I was about I, to say the snow's already started in the cascades, like because I d I don't care. <laughs> that's <laughs> I, awesome. <laughs> I go backpacking in December, like fuck. Yeah. 
you know, it's all you actually, if, if you have the right gear, it's not that bad. It's really not it's that bad. It's so funny because everyone who's from the Pacific Northwest, that's their attitude about it. But as a girl from California, I'm like, <laughs> what the fuck? I've been in Seattle for almost five years, but I'm still, no, the winters will get to me. No, I, I get that. And yeah, I guess you got to be like born here. And yeah, it's I, I, have, I have some family back east and my aunt came to visit and it was like probably 60 degrees, but the sun was out. Yeah. And I was like, me and my sister, one of my sisters, were like, we're going to go to the beach. And she like literally had a down jacket that on. So and funny. she was like, you're going to go in the water. And I was like, yeah, sun's out. <laughs> like, <laughs> That's the motto, like, sun's out. <laughs> yeah. She's like, it's freezing. I was like, well, you know, the water, like. You can only go swimming for like 10 minutes so you don't get hypothermia, but yeah. <laughs> like, dude, last time I like tried to put my toes in the water at uh, Golden Gardens. I was like, fuck, no, <laughs> goodbye. <laughs> yeah, no, eh, the water's cold. I mean, yeah, you got to be careful in the water. Yeah. Like, you, like literally, literally death. <laughs> yeah, actual, like, issues. Oh, okay. We went uh, camping up at uh, Alpine Lakes one time, yeah. and that's all glacier water, uh, and it's yeah. above 10,000 feet, so yep. it's like 40 degrees, and yep. me and my friend jumped in the water, but it was summer, so it was like 80 degrees out. So okay. we jumped in the water and like immediately got out of the water because it was so cold. It's so funny. The last hike I went on was, uh, shit, Hidden Lake, I think, oh, I and... The water was surprisingly warm. I didn't have a bathing suit, so I didn't end up going in because I didn't know it was going to be so nice. You didn't go naked? I, no. I mean, there was a lot of people, so no. <laughs> um, I wasn't naked. <laughs> that's great. Um, so I was like, oh, this is nice. But I've had, uh, I have a coworker who is very adventurous, and he goes on hikes all the time. He's a very active person. Shout out to Dave. And okay. uh, he told me a story about one time when he was on a hike in one of these alpine lakes, and this was in the summer or maybe even spring. Mm -hmm. And whenever he goes to the lake, he always jumps in. He's like, if I'm hiking all the fucking way up to a lake, I'm yeah. going to jump in. Got to jump in. So he jumped into one and it was so cold. He said he heard his back pop. Oh. And he was like, for a split second, was like, am I paralyzed? Like, <laughs> oh, shit. no, legit. Like, it's so cold <laughs> that like, did I just paralyze the lower part of my body? He wow. was fine, obviously. Yeah. But yeah. Those alpine lakes, dude, they will, no, they will get you. They are cold. They'll I, fuck you up. I know from experience. <laughs> um, so normally, um, it's funny, we just like start talking about like Seattle and all this yeah. stuff, which is great. Normally, I, I like to talk about the beer itself. Oh, sorry. Yes, beer. Um, I do like beer. <laughs> this is like what this podcast is supposed to be about. Um, normally, I like to talk about like the aroma and the color and the taste. Um, so I guess we can just touch on that really quickly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um I mean, we it, the sun has set, so yes. we don't have the best lighting. But I feel like we got good, pretty good. Lighting. I think this is a really good representation of a Pacific Northwest IPA. Yeah, really good clarity, um, a dark golden color. Aroma is like that strong citrusy citra hops. The taste is delicious. I think that like, as someone who's drank a lot of IPAs and a lot of IPAs in this area are a mix of varietals, it is kind of yeah. nice to have a single where you can really you know, develop your palate in terms of a hop type. So mm -hmm. I'm pretty, I mean, like this is an easy drinking IPA for sure. Yeah. As easy drinking as IPA could be. <laughs> nice and like grapefruity on the nose, but still like it's not too bitter. It still goes down really nicely. See, I like how the, actually I do like how the Citra finishes because some other hops, they have a really piney taste at sure. the end. Yeah. But the, not citra, your jam. the Citra finishes really, really nice. Like it's it, clean. It, it's, uh, <clears throat> it's not like in your face as, no. a, as a, 
as it fades off right. in the darkness. Like, right. <laughs> it's like, have a nice day. <laughs> that was a great way to put it. Like, and I agree. I, I am a fan of the piney backbone. Being oh, you from, like the piney backbone. Just from being from Northern California, that's, uh, that's kind of popular in the styles on the West Coast. But it is nice to really just be able to drink, you know, like a 6 7% IPA right. without having an overwhelming, you know, back end. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Some people like that, though, and it's kind of obnoxious. Like, it's kind of a pet peeve of mine when people come into work and they're like, give me your most bitter IPA. And I'm like... <laughs> Actually, our brewers work really hard to develop recipes that, that aren't super aren't, <laughs> no, that like aren't like that. That don't punch you in the face. Like, right? We try really hard to have high ABV IPAs that are drinkable. Right. So sorry, but you're not impressing me by coming in and being like, "Give me the most bitter IPA you have." Like, I, it's not cool to ruin your palate that way. Like, I don't know why people <laughs> are so into that. It's a macho thing. For sure. It for sure is. And that's why people are always like, IPAs, IPAs. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like... Just give me a good beer. <laughs> it's it's That's one thing. It's one thing if you come in and say, give me a good beer. It's another thing if you come in and you look at the fact that I ha- at my work I have 24 taps and you don't even look at it and just say, right. give me the most bitter one. And it's like, you, oh, so why are you even drinking beer then? Like, what? <laughs> what's even the point at this? <laughs> I don't get it. Actually, one of my... Uh, one of my good friends uh, has a brewery down in Georgetown, Machine House Brewing. I don't know if you ever. Yeah, heard of them. course. Um, yeah, Bill. Bill is one of my friends. Nice. We're, we go down there all the time, and he makes the really good. He has one called the Best Bitter, and it's all cask style, so it's not like pushed no, yeah, with CO two. Like it's all pulled out of a traditional open cask. English style. Um, and I really like his Best Bitter a lot, and I actually his uh, nettle. Um, lager is really good too. Like he actually brews it with like nettles. Interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's really good. Well, no, what you just said though, like it's actually really hard to find a a really good bitter style English ale. Like yeah. people don't do that anymore. And the fact that it's on cask makes it even better because that's just being true to the it's style. It's also like the most hipster bullshit ever though. <laughs> like I understand that. <laughs> I do get that like it, it is like buying into a, you know, certain category, but... At the same time, if you do it well, you do it well. Yeah, no, th- th- that's hundred percent true. Like I, I, I go there and I drink his beer. Like, right. and, and obviously, I have no problem with that. <laughs> but you know, like, oh yeah, I have a, <laughs> a cask beer. It's uh, limited release. Right, right. <laughs> you could, you might be able to get some. <laughs> well, it's funny because some people are really turned off by the idea of cask. So if right. you're if you're getting it, like that means something. It means that you're willing to try something. Oh, so. for sure. And my, I, my favorite brewery is uh, Outlander Brewing. Have you been down there? Yeah, I love Outlander. Um, one of the guys who used to brew there now brews at Rubens. Oh, yeah. So I like know one of the guys who kind of started oh, nice. Outlander. Yeah. yeah. Um, we just did a podcast there a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And that was super fun. I was really excited to do a podcast at there. Their uh, basil pale is like my number one favorite mm. beer. And How recent was this? Do you think they'll still have it on tap? Oh, they, they, that's one of the ones they brew all the really? time. Um, probably because of me, because I bought like, <laughs> <laughs> I went there for my birthday a couple of years ago. Uh-huh. And I think that we actually bought like 20 pints of that beer. That's incredible. And that was super fun. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> that basil pale though, one of the best beers I've ever had. And uh, I and like, I like it so much. It's with basil? Yeah. It, it, so, yeah. Fin- so instead of finishing like a hop, right. it finishes with a basil. Right. Nice. But it is herbaceous. a lager. Oh, so it's um, and it's not super basely like the first mm-hmm. time I tried it. I was like, it's going to be like drinking like a 
like some sort of basil pesto, right? <laughs> but no, like it's just like a lager, and then it's like, oh, here's a little hint of, pe- of uh, pesto at the end. Just sure, just and chew on actually, that for a minute. basil is very pleasant. So, yeah, like, if you can right? just hint at that, that's yeah, that's pretty so good. that's one of the ones they constantly have on rotation okay, because cool. it's one of their most popular beers because I drink all of it. <laughs> I'm just going to take the credit for that. I'm 100% taking the credit for that. Uh, I told them that too, so. Cool. (laughs) Um, Okay, well, let's get into shifting gears a little bit into like your beer history. You are from Seattle. You've been drinking Seattle-based beers for a long time. Was there anything that kind of like really got you into beer or have you just been drinking beer forever to the point where it's just been a favorite drink of yours? What kind of got you into it? That's a good question. Probably, I don't know, just going to some of the the local breweries yeah. really got me into beer. Because before, you know, you just, like, get a beer when you're out with your friends. And like I said, Mac and Jack's was right. my, like, go-to beer. But that's just because it's everywhere. Right. Like, you can always get a Mac and yeah. Jack's. But now when I go, I'm like, oh, what do you have on your, like, rotation? Like, what, what, what kind of local beers do you have? Right. And I tend to frequent places that have more local beers now specifically because of that. Yeah. I can't think of, like, a specific thing that happened, but definitely just trying some local beers. And, I don't know, maybe there's some local pride in there. Like, oh, Oh, like, you know, like, my neighbor made this beer. Like, there's something to that, I think. I mean, the fact that you just said, you know, the people at Outlander, you know, the people at Machine House. Like, that's... Right, yeah. That's a community. Right. And, yeah, maybe some of that stuff would have never happened if I didn't start drinking local beer. For sure. And I think that's something that has always drawn me personally to drinking craft beer is just the community around it. I've never been in an industry that cares this much about craft and creating something that others consume and enjoy. Right. It's like being a part of that is so exciting because... Well, and like meeting the person that like brewed the beer. You're like, oh, you made this beer. Like like how often do you get to meet the person that made the products you consume? Right, exactly. Like you wear clothes, you never met that person. Like you wear headphones, you've never met that person. But you could actually meet the person that made your beer. Yeah. Um, yeah, And like I said, I I do leather work, so I'm somewhat of a crafter too. Right. And I definitely get that from people that are like, oh, could you make me a thing? I'm like, yeah, of course I can make you a thing. Like, <laughs> no, and it's like it's so special. It's kind of like the way how like a homemade meal is always tastes better, right? You know, like it's made with love. Yeah, exactly. And so that's what's always like drawn me to the craft beer world is just that that sort of community around it. You just don't see it anywhere else, and it's like it involves drinking beer. So how yeah, is this like, not great? <laughs> this is literally all the best things. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I, I 100% agree. And uh, it's been really fun meeting a lot of the brewers and the, right. all the actual crafters. like, And then you get to drink whatever they made. So yeah. It's awesome. I love everything about it. Super fun. Um, okay, so we were talking about how you're from Seattle. And kind of, I can't remember if we were already recording when you're talking about uh, friends working at Amazon and uh, being in like South Lake Union oh, area yeah. and kind of like falling Shit for the. Shit down there. <laughs> Oh my God. <laughs> Falling for the aesthetic, you know, that it's like you like it, but you're kind of like, at least for me, I'm like mad that I like it. Right? Like how has Seattle changed for you and, and how has it changed in the bar scene? Is it good? Is it bad? Do you not really care? Seattle has, I mean, I grew up here in all of the nineties. So yeah. all through the grunge, right? you know, through the coffee boom, my dad's in coffee. So we rode that wave, mm-hmm. like, you know, Seattle's changed so, so much 
like so many more people are moving here. Even in the last 10 years, like I've lived here for 30 years and even the last 10 years it's been, it's, it's so different from 10 years ago. And that's it's like, different from five years ago. Yeah. Right. Um, but you know, I hate to admit it, but I think it is positively impacting the beer scene. And, sure, yeah. um, like a lot of, there's a lot more people here and a lot more people are like, Oh, there's such a good beer scene here. Let's go get a beer. So there's these little breweries like stoop and you know, Rubens and they, they can, they can do well and they can make a profit and they can stay around, which is really good for them. Uh, but on the other hand, you know, there's the whole gentrification and you know, like I live in a freaking basement and I pay like 1200 bucks a month in rent. It's, it's so much money. And like, I like I'm getting priced out and I don't even like, I don't even work like a minimum wage job. Like I have like a skilled job and I can't, you know, like, (laughs) I mean, it sounds kind of stupid, but like, I can't, I can't buy like, you know, I like to play video games. Like you said, like RPGs and I was like, Oh, there's a new game. Like throwing down 60 bucks. I I can't spend $60 on this game because you know, I gotta buy beer. That's a fair trade. <laughs> you know, like you're saying, it has helped the microbrewery scene in terms of like the fact that we're able to exist well, and, and the, grow. The restaurant scene. Right. And the, yeah. You know, lots of local businesses are doing very well. Yeah. And and like more local businesses are popping up because of it. But yeah. on the other hand, like if you're not riding the wave, then you're right. getting buried by it. Like yeah, that's just how it goes. It's tough. And I think that like, you know, I'm not even from here. I've only been here for not even five years. And it's like it sucks for me to see like the way that it's affected people that I know and people having to like leave the city and things like that. (laughs) Portland's looking better and better every day. Honestly, dude, I'm not even (laughs) kidding. Like I'm like, so when are we going to Portland? (laughs) Every time I go to Portland, I'm like, you can just do whatever the fuck you want here. This place is amazing. And they have local beer. I love everything about it. I just had some friends visiting from Portland (laughs) this past weekend and it was their first time visiting in Seattle. And I was like, so what do you think of Seattle versus Portland? And they're like, oh my God, it's so much more of a city. There's so much more going on. It's like right. blah, 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 blah. And like, I'm like, I want less going on. <laughs> exactly. And that's what I love about Portland is that it you can go from like being in a neighborhood right. just to a 15 minute bus ride in your downtown. But even downtown isn't stressful. Like, right. I don't know about you, but I kind of hate going downtown. Downtown is the worst. No. I'm stressed out constantly. It's downtown is the worst. Like nobody wants to go to downtown. No. Like, well, okay. Portland, first off, was a planned city. Yeah. Seattle was a, like, ad hoc, thrown together, like, our, I don't know if you ever looked at a map of Seattle. Half the streets don't even line up. Like, oh no, what the hell are you supposed to do with yeah. that? Like, yeah. we have Tangletown. Like, there's places literally called Tangletown because there's five streets yeah. that all come in yeah. different angles. Like, what am I supposed to do here? <laughs> what do you just want from me? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a mess. It's just a giant mess. And then Portland is like, yeah, they got the river going through, but there's bridges everywhere. It's a fucking grid all the way yeah, through. Right. Like, yeah. Downtown Portland is so much less stressful it's than downtown. It's so Seattle. mellow. It's great. But I mean, like at the same time, it's because people are, there's such an intense growth in Seattle right yeah. now. Like people con- coming in constantly. And it's like, if you're looking from it, looking at it from an economic perspective, like, yeah, it's great that business is flourishing and people are coming in. That's like what sustains the economy. But it's like it's the city can't keep up with it. That's what's crazy about it. Like, I don't know the last time you went like towards Belltown or downtown, but they have been ripping like up the yesterday. streets. Yeah. Just <laughs> because they have to put in new piping for water because 
yeah. the old pipes couldn't sustain the amount of water that was flowing through yeah, it. Yeah, but the pipes are ripping off to like 1920. Like, <laughs> Well, that's true. I mean, it is true, but it's just like, that's what's crazy is that the city has been fine up until that point. Up until right. this point. Right. Up until three years ago. Until like five million people moved here. Right, right. <laughs> Maybe it's not so, five million, but it's a lot. I mean, like, I definitely like to talk to people who are from this area because of that, because I feel like I've already seen so much and I've only been here, like I said, for less than five years. So it's like. Right. Well, and even like, like I said, I grew up a little bit north of Seattle. So I technically grew up in Linwood, which is about 15 minutes right, north of Seattle. Right. I'm 45 minutes if you're in traffic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> traffic. Don't even fucking talk to me about the traffic. I'm just going to vent about this really quick. Yeah, go for it. Being from the Bay Area, <laughs> San Francisco is a hard city. Like, San Francisco is a crowded ass city. It's dealing with the same shit that Seattle's dealing with. But there are multiple highways. <laughs> you, We have two highways that are and shitty. then one exit each to fucking get to downtown <laughs> Seattle. Like, how? How? Like, how? What are we supposed to do? Like, I... I'm in traffic for an hour. That's I'm what you're so fortunate do. that I live really close to where I work that I don't really have to deal with that. I don't have to leave the city. I'm fortunate that I can still afford to live in the city. And all I have to do is go across the Ballard Bridge. And sometimes the Ballard Bridge drives me up a freaking wall. Like, I can't... I can't freaking deal with it. And I live five minutes away from where I work. Like, right. it's insane. Um, okay, let's, let's shift back to beer. Yeah, sorry. Um, <laughs> it's, no, it's, I, I it's really easy. <laughs> it's easy to go off on tangents on this shit. Um, but so kind of coming back to like, you grew up around craft beer and you yeah. kind of were just like involved with the scene before even really knowing that it was a scene. What kind of makes you like beer versus other drinks? You know, some people are whiskey people. Some people are tequila people. Some people uh, are wine te- people. No, you know, okay. like, I still like whiskey and tequila. Like, well, for sure. Yeah. I mean, everyone does. <laughs> but, like, what what kind of makes, like, beer the the um, go-to drink? I mean, really, the, the advantage over, like, when, when I come home, I usually like, crack open a beer. Yeah. Um, the reason I crack open a beer over, like, a whiskey is because, you know, it takes you, like, half hour to drink a beer. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, honestly, like you just can sit with it, right? Like it, you can actually chill. Like, yeah. And granted, you can chill and like drink a glass of like whiskey or whatever. But you know, it's not like you just get little little yeah. sips. And I'm, I don't know. There's something like I just like sipping a beer better. It's just more chill. I agree because like I am a whiskey fan as well. But and like. I can't really do shots anymore. It's kind of embarrassing. I've been out with friends and they're like, let's do shots. And like, we will get around <laughs> uh, <no. laughs> and it takes me three sips to get through, you know, one and a half ounces. Yeah. But, um, that. like, I'm just, I'll, like, I'll, I like a good, actually, I really like tequila. And I was like, I'll sip on a, I'll sip on a good tequila. Yeah. I'll sip on a good, a good tequila for a long time, but I'll also order a beer with that no, tequila. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't think I've ever just ordered a whiskey. It's like a beer and a whiskey. Right. Uh, for sure. There is something about just spending time with a drink that is just more enjoyable. It's like, let's not pound this shit. Let's right? sit with it. And oh, yeah. That, that's another thing I really like about beer is um, you don't just, like, people, I feel like people that drink, like, Bud Light or whatever, they just, like, shotgun it. Like, you're, you're not going to shotgun a, yeah, right? You're not going to shotgun <laughs> a craft beer. No. Like, that's just a crime against nature. Like, it really no. is. Like, don't. No. Please. You're doing it all wrong. Yeah. Stop it. Like, yeah. Don't do that. And also, that's like 9%. <laughs> that's just a, just a bad idea. Right. No. And like, also, if you're drinking an actually good beer, something that's really well made, it's kind of like an insult to the person who made it. Right. If you don't enjoy it. Yeah. 
But hopefully they made an enjoyable beer. <laughs> no, exactly. Exactly. I guess you can say the same thing about spirits too, right. but because they're served in smaller quantities, it's just either easier to like gulp. Yeah. Finish that. Oh, all my whiskey's gone. Because yeah. there's only two ounces of it. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> Um, okay, so I've got this next segment that I like to call Drunchies. Drunchies? Yes. Is this Drunk Munchies? Exactly. Um, okay, so you've been out. Pretzels. And <laughs> wait, just because you're out of brewery? <laughs> okay, go ahead. <laughs> so, like, this is the ideal situation, not just what's in front of you. Oh, okay. You've been out drinking. Maybe you, you're still out with friends. Maybe you just got home from drinking. Mm-hmm. What's your go-to snack that you want after you've been drinking Russian dumplings what I don't even know what that is uh haven't you been to Fremont (laughs) there's the Russian dumplings are it's in a basement and it's super creepy right next to a tattoo shop oh I know what you're talking about I want Russian dumplings all the time okay so they're the best things ever they have curry on them and there's potato Mm. and beef ones you could just get the potato because you're vegetarian anyway they're the best thing ever and if you want to go out drinking all night the Russians got it all figured out (laughs) no seriously go get some Russian dumplings (laughs) and you can drink as much beer as you want that night and you'll wake up fine swear to god that's incredible. Number one recommendation right here. You heard it first. Um, okay, so <laughs> so it's just like a kind of like a dumpling, as you would think of a dumpling, but just yeah. stuffed with like potatoes and meat. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Exa- and then they uh, they have like a little side of like sour cream, and like they said, they put like curry powder okay, on the sure. top. It's the best. That sounds ever. pretty good. It's so good. I love okay, it so okay. Much. Maybe I'll check out that place that you're talking about. Um, if I can't get that, I usually go for like a like a Reuben. Or a, nice. Uh, I, I like a good Philly cheesesteak. For sure. Something with bread and meat and yeah. cheese. Yeah, I get that. I mean, not really, but like I understand where you're coming <laughs> from, for sure. <laughs> yeah, something yeah, well, to really fill you up. What's the vegan alternative to a Philly cheesesteak? I mean, I've had... Like a handful of almonds? <laughs> <laughs> I've had a decent Sorry. vegan Reuben oh, yeah? before, yes. Um, the world of fake meat has come a long oh, way. You know... Uh, I was at Chuck's not too long ago, and there was a food truck that came by, and they're all vegan. <gasps> what is and, it? Oh God, I need this I, information. I, I, hopefully, I'll remember in a minute. I'll just blur okay. it out. Anyway, okay. I don't. You know, I had bad experiences with fake meat growing up with a bunch of vegan sisters. Sure. Um, but this, it was a beet burger, mm. and it was delicious. That's what I'm saying, dude. It's come a long way. No, People are I, skeptical because they've had bad experiences with like. Tofu dogs, but right. like tofurky, right? Like, tofurky. like <laughs> it, you don't need to only have pressed soy product to no. develop a good vegan alternative. Yeah, you know, this beet burger was delicious. Like, I would just mm. eat it voluntarily. Like, if that truck came back, I'd hundred percent get that again. I had a really good experience actually at Peddler here in Ballard as well. Oh, yeah. um, one time when one of my best friends was visiting, and she's vegetarian as well, and her and I were out drinking, and the food truck Pasta. or like the food cart. What? Pasta. <laughs> the the food cart was like getting ready to wrap up and he was like, Hey, like I have some like dogs here left. Do you want some? And we're like, Oh, sorry, we don't eat meat. And he's like, Oh no, we're all vegetarian and this is field roast and here's all sorts of toppings you can put on top. And he's oh, like no. He's like, I just already had these, so you can just have these for free. And we were, like, losing our minds. We're like, are you kidding me? We're sitting here drinking beer, and you just gave us free veggie dogs? Like, are you kidding me? This is incredible. And it's not, like, nasty-ass, like I said, like, pressed soy product. It's, like, vegetables and grains. I'm so happy that happened to you. It was great. It was amazing. I don't know what that food cart was, but shout out to you. Yeah, seriously. That's awesome. Yeah. That is literally the best 
series of events that could have happened in that situation. Truly, yeah. <laughs> it's, I mean, like, in Seattle is such a vegetarian-friendly yes, city. Like, I'm sure. so lucky. It's probably part of the reason why I came here. I really, like, decided to settle in the city is that it is so friendly towards, you know, alternative lifestyles or whatever. Um, also, lots of, uh, you know, flannel and hipsters everywhere. I'm only half hipster, though. What does that mean? Um, that means that I still like hipster stuff, but I know that it's hipster stuff. <laughs> so you're aware, you're a self-aware hipster. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. That, that works. Yeah, self-aware hipster. It is funny, though. Sometimes when you're into something and then it becomes a trend, it's like, right. how do you not become a cliche? Like, I, I just already liked this, so... I, I don't understand the hipster mentality. Like, oh, I liked it before I was cool. I'm like, it wasn't cool then. <laughs> Why did you <laughs> like it? My, like... <laughs> My cousin said that to me. He's like, I don't know. I don't know why he said this. He's like, I like the black eyed peas before they were cool. And I was like, yeah, they weren't cool. Why did you like them? <laughs> I don't understand. It's all stupid. Hipsters are dumb. That's why I'm only half hipster. <laughs> but also I think there's something in that where it's like, just stand in your truth. Like if you like something that's not popular, own it. Right. Don't like. Well, that's fine. I don't have any problem with that. Like you could like whatever you like. Right. Exactly. Like a alternative lifestyles. A vegan. I'm right. not a vegan. That's fine. Right. Have, there's lots of vegan places. Have fun with that. Live yeah. your own life. But, yeah. you know, if you like something that's not cool, like, yeah, you like typewriters or whatever. <laughs> like, like typewriters. I don't care. I also think, too, it's that has... impressive to me, though. And, <laughs> no, right. And the thing is about that, too, is I think that it's somewhat associated with age. Like, I feel like when I was a teenager, I was like, I liked that band before they were popular, and it, like, made me feel special because of that. Right. But... Maybe you're just not like mature enough to understand that people have different tastes. Or and don't a, give a fuck. <laughs> right. Or like a band getting popular is like good for the band. Like now they're successful and now they don't have to like tour in a shitty right. band anymore. <laughs> like I said, it's funny because I used to work for like a music publishing company. So I used to be so involved with music all the fucking right, time. Right, right. And now I just listen to podcasts. So <laughs> my like. Can't stand music. Go away music. <laughs> it's like, no, really. It's like so selective. It's just like oh, I'm writing right now, so I need some jazz music. Or, like, I'm at work. I need, like, whatever type of music that's good for playing at a brewery, you know? <laughs> that, like, I'm... It's so funny. I When I was a teenager, I was like, music's my life. And now I'm like, music's great, but I need to just ingest information constantly. So give me words and give me podcasts. <laughs> and hopefully a catchy beat. <laughs> <laughs> totally. <laughs> Okay, cool. So I just have this one last segment for us. Yeah, do it. And it's kind of like a word association game. Oh, this is fun. I'm ready. Okay, cool. So it's called Quick Takes. And what's going to happen is it's going to be like rapid fire. Like you got to respond as quickly as you can. I'm going to give you a beer related word. And then you respond with the first word that comes to your mind. Airplane. Okay, cool. So you got it. Um, so there's going to be 10 <laughs> words. <laughs> So you know you've got some sort of timeline as okay. we're going through. I'm not going to count. <laughs> That's fine. You don't need to. Okay, are you ready? So ready. Okay, mosaic. Oh, yummy. Barrel. Aged. Bomber. Jacket. Cask. I don't have anything for cask. Oh. First thing that's in your mind. Yeah, I've just drawn a blank right now. Cask. Roll. Okay, there you go. Rye. <laughs> Whiskey. Lager. <laughs> Flannel. Tulip. <laughs> Petal. <laughs> Growler. <Arr. laughs> 
tiger. <laughs> Ferment. Uh, for why? <laughs> That's good. Stout. Boy Scout. There you go. That was quick takes. That was pretty good. <laughs> what does Scout have to do with beer? It doesn't have any. No, Stout, not Scout. Oh. But that I was heard, good. I heard Scout. That's fine because your answer was great. Boy Scouts. <laughs> That was fun. I like that. Okay. So kind of winding down on this episode, um, I kind of wanted to talk to you about like what your podcast is about in terms oh, of yes, beer. I have a podcast too. Yes. What's it called? Uh, it's called beer and or movie and uh, or movie. Nice. Yes, and or, um, well, yeah, we wanted to put the and or in there cause we were, we were really, it was ambiguous on what we wanted to do. Sure. Um, and we just kind of went with it. Um, we I think it's spe- fine. spent all of like five minutes choosing the name. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's just a podcast that I do. Uh, we, we drink a beer. We all have a different beer. Um, and we try them, talk about them. But then we also try to talk about movies or whatever kind of, you know, it's very free form on what Is we do. Is it like trying to match a beer with a movie? No, we do not do that. Okay. Um, we just talk about, we, we don't even talk about like new movies. Like we talk about old movies. Like okay. we reviewed Jurassic Park. We reviewed like Ghostbusters. Like just yeah. like we like old movies, but we also like new movies. Like I just saw the new uh Blade Runner. Oh, don't tell me anything about it because I need to indulge fully in it. Yeah, so I watched the original Blade Runner oh. on Monday, and then I went and saw the new Blade Runner yesterday. Just you know, just to get the whole right. Thing, no, right? you should. You should watch yeah. the first one before you go see and it. And like, I'm I, I'm really into movies. I love movies a lot, mm-hmm. and all the classic. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. Like, just right off the bat, like love Star Wars. Okay, so let's get into some discourse real quick. Yeah. Did you see Rogue One? Of course I did. Opinions. What it was amazing. You liked it. One of the best Star Wars movies, in my opinion. Uh, I really? liked everything about it. It. Uh, so I really liked the Force Awakens. I did too. My I, favorite. I love my Force favorite Awakens. Star Wars is. A lot of people are gonna hate me for this. I love Episode Three. Um, really. Darth Vader's my favorite character. Okay. Um, really, Star Wars is all about the rise and fall of Darth Vader, and Episode Three sure. is the rise of Darth Vader. Yeah. Like that's all that yeah. it was, and I don't know that just really like I don't know it captured something sure. for me. So Episode Three is my favorite. Um, Rogue One is one of the better Star Wars movies because it benefited from kind of a modern uh, modern cinema a little bit. It has some of those influences. Like some of the old Star Wars, it could be a little kind of plodding along. Sure. And I feel like modern cinema is a lot more fast-paced, but not in a bad way. Sometimes it is, sometimes it isn't. It's just like finessed. Yes, it, it, yes, that's a good word for it. It's finessed. Um, but the story was great, and you know, it fit right in with the Star Wars universe really well and yeah I, I just really enjoyed the way the story was told and I feel like they did a really good job so here's and my beef with that, Rogue like, One that like five second scene with Darth Vader was fuck yes oh, oh my god so I have some beef with yeah, Rogue One no, th- I have some beefs with Rogue One too go, go for it so here's my thing I love the Star Wars universe so much the second we were on the planet and they made the reference to like Afghanistan with like the stormtroopers in the tanks that were rolling through the desert city. Yeah. It took me out of the world and I lost my, I, I lost it because then you took me as a viewer and you reminded me of the real world. And I don't want that fucking shit. I want to be <laughs> in this sci-fi world that doesn't exist. I want to be you somewhere. You know that was a hover tank, right? Like, <laughs> 
It doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> you reminded me of the real world, and now I'm thinking of the real world and how you're trying to make a connection between Star Wars and, like, the war that we have. Like, I just, I don't want that shit. I want to be in a completely separate world. So the minute that happened, I was kind of like, fuck. I honestly didn't get that connection when I was watching it. Because, I mean... Like rolling a heavily armored vehicle, like that could have been a World War II reference because. But it wasn't because you're in a desert city. You have literally white, <laughs> white armored people. Yeah. In like a city of multicultural people. Right. Like what the fuck? No, dude? I mean now that you said that, I can see that. So it was just the minute <laughs> I saw that, it kind of took me out of it, and then I was kind of jaded for the rest of the movie. <laughs> That jaded you? It did. I'm not you have kidding. To, you have to look over some things with Star Wars. <sighs> you like, do. Not the least being of which the dialogue, <laughs> which is terrible. So here's the thing is that I was a kid when the prequels came out. Yeah. And I grew up on the original series. Yeah. So maybe it's me being an adult, someone who's studied film, now watching the newer ones, I become much more critical. I understand that. And I'm sure I'd be just as fucking critical as I if I watched all the other ones for the first time. But you can't watch Star Wars and be critical. <laughs> you just can't. Can't you it, though? It has to be no. If either you have fun watching Star Wars or you don't, and okay. if you if you have to have fun when you watch them because you do get taken away to this other world and it's, yeah, it's such a deep and you know rich universe, you have to look. You have to graze over some of that stuff. Like okay. you, you really do. Cool. Well, I, I'm just about finished with my yeah. beer. I'm, we'll I'm going to swig the last of it. Mm-hmm. Thank you for being a guest on my podcast. Sure. Thank you for meeting me at Stoop and sharing a beer plus a flight. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, <laughs> indulging in the local beer scene. That's oh. what all this is about. I jump right into it. So uh, shout out your podcast one more time. Uh, it's called Beer and or Movie, and hopefully you'll be on it maybe next week. I would love to. It'll yes. be a lot of fun. Yay. Um, you can meet my fellow podcasters, and um, I'm sure you'd be a great guest on there. Great. Thanks. Okay. Well, let's clink our empty glasses. Oh, yeah. we can. <laughs> closing, cheers. Closing cheers. Yeah. <laughs>